Hello and welcome to this Latrobe Asia event, Developing Partnerships Between Australian and Indian Universities. Uh, this is being brought to you as part of Australia India Institute's Australia India Week. Uh, my name is Beck Strading. I'm the Executive Director of Latrobe Asia at Latrobe University in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, I would like to begin this event by acknowledging the elders of the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land upon which Latrobe University sits. And I would like to uh, pay respect to their people, both past and present, and extend that respect to any Indigenous Australians who are watching this event today. In 2019, a formal agreement between Latrobe University in Australia, the Indian Institute of Technology, Kampur, and the Birla Institute of Technology and Science, Polani, established the Asian Smart Cities Research and Innovation Network, uh, more broadly known as ASKRIN. This network facilitates and enables the development of strong partnerships required to support smart cities through a collaborative and comprehensive approach incorporating input from governments, universities and industry partners. Today, we're taking this opportunity to look at the successes of ASCRAN and how it can be a model for partnerships, as well as considering the importance of international collaboration that implements real-world impact and provides social and public goods. So I am delighted to be joined by our incredibly uh, esteemed panel of experts. Uh, first, I would like to introduce Professor Sudhir Kumar Barai, who is the Director uh, of the Palani Campus and Director of International Programs and Collaboration at BITS Palani. Professor Barai's broad research interests are in computational intelligence applications, structural health monitoring, and concrete technology. Welcome, Professor Barai. I would also like to welcome Professor Yogesh M. Joshi, who is the Dean of International Relations at the Indian Institute of Technology, Kampur. Professor Joshi is an Indian Chemical Engineer and Professorial Chair at the Department of Chemical Engineering and an elected fellow uh, of the Indian National Academy of Engineering. Welcome, Professor Joshi. I'd also like to welcome Professor Susan Dodds, who is the Deputy Vice-Chancellor, Research and Industry Engagement and Professor of Philosophy at La Trobe University. Professor Dodd's research is in applied ethics and political philosophy, and she is recognised nationally and internationally for her leadership in research ethics. Welcome, Professor Dodds. Thank you, Beck. And last but certainly not least, we have Professor Arnie Desai, who is the founding director, ASKRIN, and director of La Trobe University's Centre for Technology Infusion, an award-winning research and innovation centre specialising in delivering technology-based commercial innovations to industry and government clients. Welcome, Professor Desai. Now, we will have time for Q&A in the last part of today's session. So please feel free to put your questions in the Q&A box as we go along uh, throughout the event. Uh, but I would like to uh, begin by inviting Professor Desai to make a short presentation on ASKRIN before we move into the panel discussion. Uh, so Professor Desai, I'll ask you to uh, share your screen with us. Terrific. 
we can see it. So take it away. All right, great. Uh, uh, thank you so much, uh, Beck, uh, for the introduction, and also thanks uh, uh, everyone for the opportunity to introduce uh, the Asian Smart Cities Research and Innovation Network. Um, I'll get straight on to it, as I know everyone would probably want to hear from the panelists on their, their views on uh, building collaborations uh, between the two countries. So I'll get straight on to it. Um, the, the, this particular collaboration on, uh, on establishing our Smart Cities Network um, uh, has sort of followed or replicated a quite a popular model, uh, at least down here in Australia, which is called cooperative research centers. Uh, what we've done here is uh, used the same strategy uh, for a international research partnership, which is essentially to bring uh, industry, universities and government sector together to collaborate on uh, delivering meaningful outcomes for society. Uh, so providing the, the value uh, from research uh, in terms of making meaningful impacts in the community. So given that model, uh, what we had hoped to achieve or what we had aspired to achieve from establishing this Smart Cities Network is to look at uh, solving very specific, uh, socially relevant, high impact problems uh, that our combined research strength across the founding partners, which is Latrobe, IIT Kanpur and Bitspilani can bring to bear um, and smart cities as a theme uh, was quite attractive because it, being multidisciplinary in nature, um, it can cover uh, uh, a broad spectrum of aspects of, uh, uh, of, 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 of citizens life in, in, in a city or a town. And the concept, uh, what we came up with uh, as, 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 a, uh, as, as a thematic approach for this collaboration was use smart cities as an umbrella uh, with very specific objectives that with this partnership, we want to try and have an approach to improve the sustainability, the livability and efficiency in cities and towns across Asia. And uh, to do that, of course, uh, uh, living in cities and towns involves uh, you know, a broad array of things. And we uh, collaborated and developed uh, essentially uh, a 10 broad multidisciplinary theme-based approach uh, of research program or research collaboration. And I won't read all, all of them out, but they go from uh, right from the uh, underpinning technology aspects of infrastructure and technology to look at things like transport, governance, health, uh, agriculture, uh, culture and heritage, and the broader aspects of economic development and efficiencies of scale. Um, so, so those are the 10 uh, sort of themes uh, that uh, Askren is uh, relying on to deliver its uh, planned agenda to make our citizens' towns more sustainable, livable, and efficient. Uh, the one aspect that uh, we think is, uh, is quite unique to this collaboration is that uh, of course, being universities, we are all uh, uh, engaged in uh, fundamental research. Uh, but in this particular context, uh, we wanted to provide a little bit more uh, clear call out priority to achieving these objectives, which is by uh, having our main guiding principle that we uh, will prioritize our collaborative funding for research that has serious potential for adoption and impact. So all the universities will continue to do what we do, which is fundamental research. But in this particular context, we wanted to focus on uh, things that have potential for uh, 
adoption and impact in the societies that we are here to serve as, uh, as universities. Now, how does this work? So, of course, I mean, I gave an example of 10 broad teams and I won't go through obviously all 10 of them because I'm sure you want to hear from uh, the esteemed panelists, but I'll give you just one example of, of one of the themes and how each one of those 10 teams is structured. So each one of these 10 multidisciplinary teams has three aspects. So one obviously is the research agenda. Where is the key focus of research, which has that potential for serious uh, impact uh, in terms of uh, research, research translation and commercialization. The second part is, of course, if you don't do basic research, you don't have anything to commercialize. So that's where these research example, which is uh, uh, are sort of placeholders, if you like, for what uh, our joint PhD programs might find in terms of foundational projects that help uh, each of the themes in, uh, in, in, in making its impact on, on, uh, on real world problems. So it could be you know, providing connectivity for all, reducing the cost of connectivity, making uh, technology more resilient using AI, uh, or it could be just preventive capital works uh, using uh, existing technologies. Uh, so it could be a combination of a number of those things. And lastly, each of the themes has uh, also a specific engagement agenda, which actually targets uh, engaging outwards from our Aspirin initiative um, with government and industry organizations from things like uh, doing feasibility studies for government departments, uh, providing state-of-the-art reports to them, uh, providing them policy input in terms of technology standards, or actually doing end-to-end proof of concepts and uh, demonstrations uh, using underpinning research from our three founding university partners. So that is roughly how each of the 10 themes are structured. And uh, on the last part is what we've done so far. So obviously I uh, didn't have the outcomes here because as uh, I would love for others to talk about that. Uh, the scale uh, was uh, quite a crucial factor for Astrid, which is uh, which is to say that establishing international partnerships uh, uh, takes a lot of effort, a lot of investment, and a lot of goodwill. So it's it's a combination of, of, of three things. So without scale, having efficiencies uh, is difficult and impact is difficult. So that's how we designed the program. And so this is just this slide is just giving an overview of what we've done so far. So so far uh, for our aspirin. Um, academic membership, we've got about more than 170 academics across Latrobe, IIT, Kanpur, and Bitspilani. The 10 multidisciplinary teams, each one of them have really experienced multidisciplinary team leaders across Latrobe and IIT Kanpur and our collaborators. Uh, our initial seed investment, I, I like to call it seed investment because that's just the starting point, is to fund up to 50 PhD scholarships to support the 10 teams to do some pioneering work that can have this kind of community impact that we all collectively want to achieve. Uh, one unique aspect for our network that we have been successful in establishing is to have an industry champion network, which basically is a collection of uh, active participants from, uh, uh, from you know, startups, finance, uh, corporates, and sectoral bodies who are, uh, who are contributing to smart city implementation. 
and without their input, who are the ones who are doing the work on the ground, um, who are funding the work on the ground and administering work on the ground, uh, our research uh, will probably not be as impactful. So having their input is quite crucial. So we have established that input uh, from our industry champion network. Uh, and as a part of our ongoing activity, we are already conducting uh, a regular seminar series, uh, think tank roundtables, uh, helping with conferences, uh, co-sponsoring conferences, contributing to the guidance of that, and producing thought leadership white papers. So that's sort of a continuous stream of activity in addition to our joint research collaboration that is happening in the background, which is trying to get as much material out from the hands of researchers into something that the industry, the community, the government organizations can actually use uh, in their thinking. And uh, lastly, uh, as a part of Askrin, um, we established a major collaboration with uh, IIT Kanpur, who is also one of the founding partners of Askrin and establish a, a, a dedicated research academy there, uh, which is a central node of Aspirin in India uh, with uh, several joint professorial appointments, uh, dedicated management team and support for governance uh, uh, and, 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 and extension. Um, so overall, so that's been uh, the intent uh, in establishing a dedicated research academy, which provides us some underpinning support, uh, especially our, uh, for our collaboration in India before we uh, extend into other regions. So with that, uh, I will uh, I will stop there uh, and uh, hand over back uh, to you, Beck. Uh, but we would love to hear from audiences, not online, but offline uh, at askrin at latrobe.edu.au. If you have any questions and um, and you can uh, look us up uh, at latrobe.edu.au slash askrin uh, for any of our research expertise. Thank you so much. Thank you, Professor Desai, for that uh, comprehensive overview of uh, Askren. I mean, it's such a, a wide-ranging and ambitious partnership. It's terrific uh, to hear about this. Uh, and it's also great that we're joined by representatives from three of the universities. So I'd like to, to start by asking all of the panellists about uh, why uh, their institutions are invested in this partnership, uh, particularly uh, how did the fa uh, founding partners land and agree on smart cities as being the, the linchpin of the partnership uh, or the underpinning theme of the partnership? And also, uh, why is the, there this focus or regional focus on, uh, on Asia in the title and what was the intent behind that? So I might start uh, with Professor Joshi uh, to get your views on, uh, you know, why it is uh, that your institution is engaged in this partnership. Yeah, so uh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Saki. Uh, so uh, first of all, thank you so much for arranging this uh, panel discussion where uh, all of us sit together and uh, discuss various important issues and aspects. And of course, get educated by the uh, participants on uh, issues that uh, we need to focus on as far as the smart city initiative is concerned. Uh, if I'm not wrong, the, the beginning of this particular whole exercise was in 2015 when the Government of India and the Ministry of Housing and Urban Affairs launched the Smart City Mission, uh, wherein they decided to implement this particular initiative in 100 cities across the country. Uh, the vision was essentially to drive economic growth and improve quality of people's life by enabling the development in the local area 
and uh, the, by this particular smart city mission uh, government of india essentially plans to set an example uh, which can be replicated both within and outside the smart cities so that it can catalyze creation of small cities in various regions in part of the country and if these example can be replicated then of course outside the country as well so the, the, as far as the academic aspect of uh, this smart city initiative is concerned then uh, the, of course we went through the, the, the professor anirudh's uh, presentation every aspect that smart city represents related to healthcare environment when it comes to jobs how startups essentially kind of are given uh, uh, aid to then uh, the, the safety how transportation is uh, the uh, optimized all these aspects attract one or other engineering discipline and the final outcome of this particular whole exercise is betterment of living which of course is at the end of the day the, the final uh, goal of all our engineering and science departments that we want to improve our life and uh, smart there cannot be a better uh, uh, way of doing that other than this particular smart city initiative which essentially touches upon every aspect of our life so uh, interestingly similar initiatives have also been launched in several asian countries uh, uh, and uh, there are some kind of uh, initiatives being launched in japan in australia uh, so this essentially is kind of the reason why selecting this particular topic of smart cities and more so india focus because we are a huge country means uh, what i'm told is that uh, every year india adds one full population of australia to it so uh, managing india is a uh, tremendous exercise so uh, as far as india is concerned it's a great need and uh, we would like to actually have expertise and uh, the, uh, suggestions from all over the world particularly those who have implemented it to have this particular mission successful so this is essentially the reason why academic institutes wanted to get in and we are very happy to be with latro university and part of this overall mission i hope that kind of answers your query terrific thank you professor joshi uh, i might uh, ask the same question of professor dodds i mean it's terrific that latrobe is is involved in this how do you see uh, our investment in asian smart cities Look, I, I think you've you've heard uh, one aspect of the response, and you've seen in Professor Desai's presentation sort of the energy and enthusiasm. But why should Latrobe be involved? Is in part because you know we view ourselves as a university that addresses real world problems and does research that has impact. And the nice thing about smart cities is it's inherently complex, uh, and therefore the three universities can bring our different strengths and our different abilities together. Uh, and it's at the intersection of those where we can get really significant outcomes from our work. And I think for all three of the institutions, we are committed to finding solutions that address not just uh, sets of problems in our own environments, but that actually can have global impact. And that by using the experiences and the different challenges, but on similar issues like water security, food security, transport, workforce alignment, um, that we each face in slightly different ways, 
we've got opportunities to really get more creative solutions and more refined responses to the worlds we're in. So I think that's the first bit. Uh, I also think that as Latrobe sees itself, its role in uh, Melbourne's north as trying to develop a new kind of city of the future uh, with the university as um, a core partner, we recognize, as uh, Professor Jossie said, the relationships between government, university and industry in having those long-term effects. That if actually we take the, the knowledge uh, capacity and the solution finding of universities and bring it together with government priorities and the needs of industry, we're much more likely to get sustainable solutions, things that become practices in the real world. So that's one of the reasons why it's really exciting for us to work on this. Why have the Asian focus? Well, one, it's recognizing where Australia is, uh, but also recognizing that um, our aspirations as uh, you know, moving to new uh, industry and new economies that we've got a lot to learn from uh, countries like India, which have had huge advances in their use of technology and have also sought to use that to address fundamental inequalities within society. And I think we've got quite a lot to learn in that partnership. Um, but also, you know, we recognise that some of the, the challenges are, the, the questions are the same. It's just the solutions need to be reflect the different environments. And if Australian universities are constantly using North American or European examples, we're not going to get the innovation we really need. So I think that's probably enough for the moment. Thank you, Professor Dodds. We'll get back to some of those issues around industry engagements a little bit later. But uh, for now, Professor Barai, I'd like your perspective on uh, Bits Palani's uh, participation in this partnership. Uh, thank you, Dr. Bick. Uh, good morning from uh, uh, India to all of you. Uh, it is in indeed a great pleasure to be here. Um, Professor Joshi and uh, Professor Suzanne has already highlighted some of the aspects of it. I will try to kind of... Uh, summarizing it, put it into a different perspective, is that the, uh, as I think Professor Desai has highlighted about the industry, the government and academia coming together through this Venn diagram he explained about the interdisciplinarity uh, in terms of whether the different agencies involved or a different kinds of a problems coming in because the smart city is a multidisciplinary segment. Bits Pilani also has a distributed system and in, in terms of like we have a four campuses very different uh, kind of an, uh, the approach we have in a science and technology. But all, above all, the, the kind of a end result should be that um, coming out from a fundamental research to the applied research and coming out uh, finally going to the societal, creating a societal impact. There is a huge need that the industry partnership, that's a very strong point which is required. And Bits Pilani has a very huge engagement with the industry all the time. That is one segment which we find that there is a there is a lot of uh, uh, the synergy we can generate with the the IIT Kanpur and Latrobe University together. The second thing is that the the we have a very huge ecosystem toward the entrepreneurial part of it. So there's the students who are kind of developed are the 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 they go towards the entrepreneurial part of it. Uh, you'll be very happy to hear the numbers like almost 7,500 plus uh, are the CEOs and the founders of uh, uh, Bits Pilani. And this is something which is remarkable is the third institute apart from IIT Bombay and IIT Delhi to create the, the highest number of startup companies in, in, the, in India. And so this is, this is what actually the, the, the kind of a landscape we have. So it's a very interesting that on one side, we are talking about multidisciplinarity 
on one side we are talking about making a socially relevant kind of a solutions which can be used and can go to the ground so the and this ecosystem can help to kind of create a startup culture towards that and i am very glad that the the, the we are a part of this whole uh, this uh, this uh, project and where we are contributing towards the smart cities part of it and as professor desai mentioned uh, sorry professor joshi mentioned about it is that the um, the india has almost like the project which has been identified of 50 cities has been defined as the currently to be as going towards the smart cities and every aspects of it where the bits pilani would be very happy to be part of this and then we are contributing towards it and we see a great success in terms of the smart cities part of it and so it is a very timely very rightly and uh, and and bringing into multidisciplinarity from the fundamental research to the more on applied research part of it so this is something which is uh, going to be Uh, the main reason for the smart cities to be very focused area uh, in the context of and of course uh, on top of it the bringing in the international perspective because we can learn from each other like some of the things which has been developed in the, in australia and and some of the things which we are developing possibly we would be uh, creating a huge impact bidirectionally so it's it's a very 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 relevant topic in the today's time so thank you so much i think i must have kind of summarized to That's terrific. Thank you, Professor Vada. And certainly, that's the value of international collaboration is being able to learn from each other and to, you know, engage with different perspectives on similar, albeit different issues. Uh, but Professor uh, Joshi, can I ask you, uh, in terms of initiating and operationalising this initiative, can you shed some light on what has worked well in terms of making this uh, idea? resonate with multiple university partners each uh university has you know their own strategies particularly their own international strategies so what's kind of holding this partnership together yeah so uh, thank you so much for asking this uh, i was just actually kind of when going through all these details of a smart city project which also resonated from so the size presentation if you look at those 10 points or 10 uh, programs that we talked about i cannot see a single department which cannot contribute to this initiative and that's kind of the beauty of this because and, and that is on one hand it's everybody let him be a theoretical physicist or uh, as a matter of fact uh, by just digressing i have seen some theoretical physicist using their own expertise to uh, 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 do some economics related uh, achievements so uh, Uh, so theoretical physicists theoretical computer scientists two of course the most applied faculties in uh, every engineering institute uh, so as far as iit kanpur is concerned i feel that probably every department and most faculties in that department can have some or other role to play in this particular whole as uh, professor dot said very complex kind of mesh of smart city initiative and uh, what brings all of us together because uh, all of us every institute cannot have all the expertise so uh, uh, we essentially have complementary issues we have complementary expertise we are at different stages of development as far as various countries various cities are concerned and uh, we have a lot to learn from each other so i have maybe certain problem for which i can get expertise from latro who can kind of better shed light we can have better solutions for that maybe three or four people can sit together and find kind of a, a solution to a certain problem 
we can join hands with government we can join hands with uh, industry partners and uh, such exercises cannot be done sitting at kind of one inside one well and saying that well all i need is there present in my university we must extend hands and uh, joining hands across the country its borders and having this particular multiple institute coming to institutes coming together for finding solutions to certain problems i don't think there can be a better initiative than that and that's the reason why iit kanpur was more than willing to be part of this excellent uh, opportunity of having uh, collaboration with uh, latrop as well as with bispilani uh, uh, particularly when it comes to the uh, academy uh, the, the goal essentially will be achieved to large number of faculties and staff from all the three institutes uh, in this particular joint thematic uh, themes of smart city Uh, through joint phd programs uh, through our phd students we shall be joining hands with uh, so some phd students will be probably be working on the fundamental aspects of it some will be at such stage where we can actually kind of take help of some industries some may end up actually creating their own uh, companies which will aid some small or larger aspect this particular small smart city initiative so i can see that in years to come Uh, the, the three institutes and maybe many more joining people, the faculty, students, as well as institutes joining hand. This will lead to an excellent synergy to achieve some good goals for betterment of uh, our living experience, as well as uh, the, the getting rid of the problems that we face. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Joshi. Now, Professor Dodds, uh, you're the Deputy Vice Chancellor of Research and Industry Engagement, which suggests that La Trobe treats research and industry engagement as inextricably linked. Uh, so, I wanted to ask you uh, about this research collaboration, which has industry champions uh, as part of the network, indicating that the partners see an important relationship between uh, research and industry uh, in the development of the partnership. So, could you just explain a little bit? About the role of the Indian uh, the industry champion network. So, what is this about, and what do you see the role of these industry partners in driving the research agenda uh, of this collaboration? Great, um, thanks, Beck. And I, I think it is a really important feature of this, as we have been saying that you know. Uh, we work with universities that have fantastic engineering capability, really problem solving, trying to move things into application, into industry. And if you think about Askren, its objective is to conduct, you know, industry community relevant research. It wants to have that translation and that impact. It doesn't just want to have fantastic ideas that someone else could pick up, wants to demonstrate that. So all Askren funded initiatives are evaluated, the projects that get funded are evaluated for the potential for engagement of impact of our research. And the industry champions will often contribute significantly in that process. And sometimes it'll be iterative. So it's, you know, here's half an idea. There's a, a bit of refinement that can be brought through from our industry partners. This is important for the translatability of the research and the sustainability of it. This is important for our capacity to showcase uh, for each of our institutions, the capability of our research for industry, for, um, for government purposes, and to support our industry doctorate. So I think that of those PhDs, you know, a goodly proportion of them are industry PhDs. So they're supported by industry to do work on projects which are going to advance industry rather than simply 
go and work at industry after they finish their study. It's, it's advancing the industry through research-driven ideas. This will enhance the industry uptake because it's already been tested. Uh, and it also allows for you know, really important communication and sharing because for most of the elements around a smart city kind of concern, often you'll need to look at government regulation and government uh, uh, policy to see whether or not they're going to get that uptake. So you need that conversation regularly occurring across the areas. So the industry champion networks includes you know, leaders from senior corporates, um, uh, large consulting houses active in smart cities, small and medium businesses, um, and several key state and federal government organizations appropriate to um, the different countries. And for example, uh, the National Smart City Mission, which is part of the Ministry of Housing and Urban Affairs, uh, and within India. Uh, and this is a department that leads the rollout of India's 100 smart cities projects. So we've got them involved. Uh, the All India Institute of Local Self-Government, uh, which is a peak body of city councils, um, Infosys, uh, such as Global Technology Multinational, um, which is active in this area. Um, and we also have, you know, the, um, the Energy Research Institute, Terry, um, actively involved, Tata Consulting and Smart Cities Council of India, all of them have different kind of scale and role to play. We've got small and medium enterprises as well as some of those very large corporates and consulting houses trying to find solutions to different parts of the problem. But also, as we often say at Latrobe when we're talking about being a partner of choice, we want partners that want to partner with the partners we've got to find better solutions. And that's the really important aspect of the idea of having Indus, India, India, industry champions uh, within the network. Terrific, thank you. I mean, the scale of the project is just amazing. The, the, the amount of, of work that's going into this is really incredible. Uh, so Professor Barai, I'd like to get your perspectives on uh, setting or the formation of ASKRIN. Uh, and as it's pro, uh, progressing, have there been any kind of issues or challenges uh, that the institutions have faced uh, and what uh, lessons might be learned uh, from the, the establishment of ASKRIN? Uh, thank you, Dr. Beck. Um, first of all, I just want to say that any relationship when you are building around, like uh, we are a civil engineer, and I'm sure that the right proportion of the ingredients gives you a proper strength. And when the equal partnership comes into picture, the strength is going to be much more stronger in, in terms of the performance. And that is one of the main thing which was that gets reflected that the, the MOU which was signed in uh, September 2019, all the tripartite uh, universe institute together and coming together for the right cause of uh, having the, uh, the joint this PhD program. Uh, of course, uh, in terms of the, the, uh, the when you start something new, there would be always the challenges, but the challenges apart, uh, let us look at more on a positive part of it that some of the things which has happened is that uh, complementary nature of every individual uh, institutes come together has made a very significant progress in terms of this, uh, the PhD program at Eskrim related all thematic areas. Uh, we got a very overwhelming response from our faculty member across the four campuses of Bitspilani and uh, Latrobe. They, uh, some of the proposals were like three-way, like in terms of like involving all the three universities. And after a rigorous process like Bitspilani, we are committed around 10 PhD fellowships um, for the first edition. And we are happy to share that the, uh, the uh, 10 PhD 
students would be starting their program this year it's this month itself so that is you can say that's going to have a head start uh, for this one and uh, uh, to make it more attractive to more and more the faculty members to participate from bits pilani uh, we have provided an extra fundings for the, the our pis and co pis uh, who would be able to travel and spend one month at at, at ltu uh, uh, for the more further research and interdisciplinary interactions and so on and then i'm i'm confident that the uh, screen and joint phd program with ltu will have a very very strong collaborative activities which will happen between the two universities of course in collaboration with the the students and the faculty exchanges to uh, iit kanpur now in terms of the challenges uh, uh, the what i can see is that because of this covid and pandemic whichever actually has really taken everything little on a back seat we almost are be far behind by one year in terms of kind of the, the way it has to start but uh, anyway uh, things are changing and things are changing for the good and uh, that is one of the reasons now the things will start rolling very fast and hopefully i think the next edition we should try to make an effort so that we can have the next cycle happening in within one semester or so we can kind of reduce that shrink that the 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 kind of the the lack which has happened which we can really come up uh, in terms of the review processes uh, it would be good that the three partner universities like if we can think about like getting proposal peer reviewed so that would be a very interesting way of kind of getting an independent view that what is exactly is the, the so the more and more quality content goes into the whole thing then the success of the project goes also at very higher level and and then we can get a lot of benefit out of it so i think in terms of the um, the challenges i don't see any challenges and challenges are part of the game so it, it it's okay but there are not major challenges but uh, what i i fully agree with uh, uh, professor suzan that the the kind of any industry ready human resource if you want to create through this training program i think uh, nothing like this kind of an initiative and this is a really very very plus point of the whole this exercise which is going on so uh, otherwise i think the all things looks good on on and things are rolling rightly and uh, nothing more to add thank you uh now it would be great to see some more questions in the q and a box i do have uh one last question that i would like to ask uh to each of our panelists before we get to the q and a uh and that is where do you see this collaboration going in the future so uh, what are the plans uh the university plans uh for the partnership do you expect that it's going to expand to other partners uh, and what are your priorities i'll start with you professor joshi so joshi you're on mute on mute. <laughs> catchphrase of okay. 2020 <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i can clearly see that uh, uh, a significant number of faculties from iit kanpur will be part of this particular initiative uh, there will be uh, joint phd's joint projects we shall be writing to governments uh, for funding we shall be approaching industry jointly uh, for funding and uh, to begin with the 10 uh, thematic can uh, points that anirudh mentioned and of course which are been decided so uh, i can see the, uh, the collaboration will even go beyond those points as all these universities will start coming together as people will see start uh, people will start seeing success of this particular synergy between the universities getting projects students getting more successful in terms of helping to 
create a better environment in the smart, uh, as far as the smart city aspect is concerned with startups uh, aiding industry so i see huge opportunity for this particular project as far as from iit kanpur side and in general for uh, this particular initiative of smart cities i don't know if that is the question that you asked because i thought this uh... that's great thank you uh, professor dodds Look, I mean, I think we're still in early days and we've learned a lot um, in trying to establish our joint PhDs and to set up the uh, research academy. So I think that it's we're, we're just at the beginning, but we've got some fantastic uh, uptake and, and engagement. So I think that for Latrobe, um, absolutely, this is an important area that we wish to continue to support. I mean, notwithstanding the fact that both countries have had significant challenges uh, during the past uh, 18 months in relation to, to COVID, and that's, you know, had, had some impact. But it's fantastic to see the level of interest and excitement for PhD students in looking at uh, joint PhDs. And I think there's real opportunities for us to build out um, further our opportunities for collaboration to become clearer about um, the industries that wish to engage in the Smart Cities Network uh, and to find ways in which we can um, create a really distinctive approach that brings our industry engagement, the opportunities for students to enhance their employability skills, the solution to real world problems. And I think that's what makes us stand out compared with, for example, uh, partnerships with uh, Monash and IIT Bombay, uh, that I think we really do have a, a fantastic opportunity to build in areas where each institution has a really strong commitment to impact engagement and solutions. So thanks. And there is a, a question that we'll get to in the Q&A about how this partnership is different from other partnerships. And I'll, I'll get to that one a little bit later. But Professor Badai, what is, what, how do you see this uh, partnership moving forward? Uh, definitely on a positive direction. I, I fully agree with that. Uh, because it has started on a very strong foundation because the, the thematic area which has been identified has a great potential of uh, contributing in a multidisciplinary way. Okay, and that is one of the things, uh, apart from what uh, Professor Joshi and Professor Suzanne has highlighted, I want to add some of the things like the way forward to really strengthen our relationship much more at a much more stronger way. Uh, the, the One of the things I, I feel that at some point of time, maybe when we reach at least a one or two years later, it would be worthwhile to create the more awareness among the more industry partners to come into this game. Uh, we need to actually do a, some kind of a roadshow of these research activities which is going on with the with the in, in to the other industry people, like other beyond our partners, some more people to be invited so that uh, they come to know about this complete program. And they would be very happy to become a partner in terms of preparing the maybe a pro joint project proposals so that the next round of the, the, the proposals can be created for the doctoral program. That is number one. Number two would be that the, we can also, because we are making our doctoral students to be becoming more industry ready and more industry relevant and contextualizing it to the smart cities. Uh, it would be a good idea that uh, the, through this kind of a road shows, we would be able to create the entrepreneurial opportunities for our doctoral students, which would be also a very good way of kind of uh, uh, looking at this. And the third one is that the, there are Indo-Australian, lot of these joint project proposal submissions possibilities would be there since the faculty member would be traveling to 
a lot of or the vice versa. In that kind of a situation, we would be in a position to write a better, bigger proposal so that more and more people could be engaged. Because if we need to make it at the end of the day very self-sustained in terms of the, the, the funding to be given to the students and the, the projects has to be running and so on. So in that context, I think the, these are the two, three things are there. And the one more point which I want to add is that we can even, uh, because IIT Kanpur and Vits Pilani, uh, both, uh, both the institute has uh, the finest students, we get it at undergraduate level. It would be worthwhile to explore the bachelor's and the PhD program together, like somehow sandwich it together, and we can combine them together and have a joint PhD program from the head start. So that would give a very huge impact uh, in terms of uh, uh, getting quality uh, students into a program and the contribution coming to a, a very large extent to this uh, thematic area. So these are the three four points which I felt that they, which can be a, a kind of a game changer. Thank you, Professor Barai. Uh, now there is a question uh, in the in the chat box about how this partnership differs from the partnership between IIT Campo and Monash. So, Professor Joshi, I might ask you uh, to talk a little bit about what makes this particular partnership distinctive. Uh, as a matter of fact, I will say uh, not just well IIT Bombay and Monash, or for that matter, IIT Kanpur itself has many other partnerships with uh, several universities across the world. What difference between this partnership and other partnership is, is that the goal is kind of very focused, that it's a smart city project. And uh, the, every aspect of that smart city essentially is being taken care of by uh, people coming together, writing to industry, going to uh, government for plans. And that essentially makes it different. I will not kind of say that, well, we are the best or something like this, but everybody will contribute to their own inter-university uh, programs. But what really difference is, is the focus of this particular program. And that makes it distinctive. And that will essentially also has uh, its uh, formula of success also. That the focus is clear. The goal is very clear. It's not any subject, any two people coming together, because if such thing happens, then there is a possibility that when those people move on, uh, the uh, uh, projects become orphan. But here, since the goal is clear, the uh, system will remain in place. People will come and go. Thank you, Professor Joshi. Uh, I might see whether Professor Desai is still with us uh, because it would be really good to get your views on what you've heard because you've really been the kind of anchor of this whole uh, project, this partnership. So in particular, thinking about um, the, the lessons that have been learned in, in setting up this partnership and also uh, how you see the partnership moving forward. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot, Beck. And uh, I, I just want to reiterate the points uh, made by uh, our senior leaders before from our three partners, is that uh, we we like to see this initiative as uh, uh, slightly different and, and also differing to what uh, uh, Yogesh said before, that you know everyone likes to say we are the best. But look, to be honest, uh, what's different in this particular partnership in, in our mind it is the, the singular focus on impact to the communities that we are here to serve uh, from you know, outputs of our, of our research. And putting that uh, as a centerpiece in everything that we do uh, is probably one 
very strong differentiators from all other partnerships. There are so many partnerships that even Latrobe has, uh, similar to what Yogesh said before, or uh, Professor Brai said before. All of us have a lot of international partnerships. Most of them tend to be generic. And so here, what we are saying is that, look, we've identified a core piece of uh, research that we can collectively contribute to. Uh, and we've workshopped that. We've not landed them uh, that you know out of the thin air. We've workshopped that. And this is what we think is where collectively we can contribute to something that has uh, impact potential. And we want to focus more on this sort of uh, you know research translation aspect as part of uh, this initiative. Um, of course, there will be fundamental research there underpinning all, all, all along. Uh, but that, I, in my mind, is really quite the main uh, aspect that we keep pursuing. Uh, and that's what we also talk to our industry partners, our government partners, and they concur with us, saying that uh, they have seen a lot of partnerships before, uh, international partnerships before, but something focused on this kind of outcome-oriented is something new to them, and they're quite supportive. So, uh, so that that's answer to the first part of your question. The second is where to next. So, as you can see from the title, we the, the title is Asian Smart Cities Research and Innovation Network. So, obviously, our uh, partnerships in India is sort of the main anchor there. Uh, in addition uh, to obviously having our dedicated academy there with IIT Kanpur. Um, but obviously, the ambition has always been there to expand that in the, the Asian uh, uh, economy there. And uh, two reasons for that. One is that uh, the, the, the developed economies, their smart city challenges are quite different. So if you look at the research, uh, whether it's technology all the way to economic development, that's a lot different when you talk about developing economies. And especially in Asia, which is sort of the fastest growing urbanized population in the world, and at scales that is, uh, is, is mind-blowing, the challenges there are at a completely different scale and have also all these kind of lateral issues that come in, uh, whether it's culture, uh, practices, uh, governance, all of this actually comes in, makes it really complicated. So... Uh, the challenges are a lot more complicated. And in our thought, uh, and that's just not my thought, of course, it's collaboration across all the three universities in our workshops, is that that's sort of sort of missing niche where not a lot of global research has targeted their efforts in making a difference. And so that's what we thought. Okay, well, this is a clear niche. Uh, uh, Latrobe, uh, being an Australian university, we have a role to play in the region. Um, and that's you know our regional focus as well. But in addition to that, that is also a niche from a, a pure researcher perspective is being left not well addressed. And if we can you know bring the two things together, which is bring uh, a large group of multidisciplinary experts uh, focused on something that's very specific that is not being addressed. Then, um, as all you know, all of our university leaders would like us to do as researchers, is to make our research have some effect to the people that we serve. We thought that is a really excellent opportunity for us to try and target and take it head on. So um, uh, that's uh, my sort of two-minute contribution to your question back. Back to you. 
Thank you, Professor Desai. I see that there is a question that's being uh, answered in the chat around uh, whether it's uh, whether the, the partnership only involves the uh, engineering school, but no, in fact, in all institutions, uh, this is a university-wide endeavour involving more than just engineering, but business and, and humanities and social sciences. Uh, there's a couple of questions that are, are a bit technical, so I, uh, or specific rather, and I would encourage you uh, anybody who has uh, specific questions about getting involved uh, in the partnership to please email uh, askren at latrobe.edu.au. But just as a final question, uh, my Professor Desai might draw on you again, uh, is just a question about what kind of projects are you looking for? What makes, I mean, this is something that academics, they apply for, they produce an EOI uh, to, to, uh, to be a part of, you know, to have a project, a, a PhD project funded through this uh, endeavour. So what makes for a good Askren project? Oh, all right. Well, uh, sorry to hog the time there. Uh, would love to take this question on. But uh, uh, so, okay. Uh, I think, uh, as I said in, in, in the presentation, uh, this particular uh, initiative is a little bit different that we look for uh, the main anchor piece in what we're looking for is the potential for your research to have uh, the uh, the capability to you know be adopted or have the potential for impact. So that's sort of the central anchor point there, right? Um, of course, uh, with any research proposal, we obviously you know the Askren committee looks at uh, uh, the research track record, just the usual stuff, you know, track record, feasibility, can it be done, and and so on. But the key thing that if you want your project to succeed in the Askren EOIs, look for is the scale of uh, potential and impact that your research can have. So identify a problem that in, in the period of time that you propose to achieve that outcome uh, can demonstrate that it can do it. Of course, I mean, a PhD project is a PhD project. It won't actually produce a commercial product, right? It'll produce publications, it'll produce intellectual capital input and outputs, but all we're really looking for is that, what is the pathway for that, right? So it's it's sort of, are you sowing a seed that will grow into a big tree? That's what we're looking for from impact perspective. So uh, if anything, I would say is that just focus on that. Uh, that probably uh, is the, the the most crucial piece in, in trying to get some ASCON funded uh, scholarships. And we are also use the same lens actually, to be honest in uh, our, uh, uh, graduate and global research portfolio in, in uh, part of uh, Professor Dodd's office is that, look, every partnership is unique. In this partnership, we're looking for that very specific uh, piece. So if you can produce that and demonstrate this is how you're going to do that, uh, you would, uh, you know, you, you, you would be quite well placed. Um, and uh, the last uh, expression of interest round in fact, this is what was the main discriminator. Uh, probably that is what the, the question is from who asked that. We had you know, almost two or three requests for a scholarship for every one place that we had. Uh, so that was uh, quite enormous uh, in terms of subscription. Uh, and, uh, and, and it just, you know, just, just shows uh, uh, the kind of outreach we've been able to do so far, but also equally uh, that, uh, uh, with the right mindset uh, in, in terms of putting together your UIs and being part of this overall mix, uh, you're you know, helping us uh, do what we 
have been planning to do uh, as a part of uh, establishing this, uh, you know, three-party initiative, which hopefully will grow, but uh, at least as three founding partners, that's what we hoped. And we, you know, uh, it's uh, come back to payback in spades. So... Thank you very much, Professor Desai, for, for giving us a glimpse into uh, what makes for a successful EOI. Uh, and you're right about, uh, you know, just how enthusiastic people have been in terms of putting together proposals. I think it's a terrific sign uh, for the health uh, of the partnership and, and how people, uh, academics in, in the institutions, are really getting on board. Uh, we don't have any uh, questions left, so uh, I would like to uh, thank our panel Panelists uh, for joining us this afternoon and thank the Australia India Institute for uh, partnering with us on this event. It was a really terrific opportunity uh, to hear about how uh, this successful partnership has been formed uh, and what the kind of uh, intentions and ambitions for growing it uh, are into the future. So uh, I would like to also thank our audience for watching this Latrobe Asia event. Uh, this webinar has been recorded. If you have registered for the event, uh, you will be emailed the appropriate links when they are ready. Uh, but please do follow us on Twitter at Latrobe Asia or join our mailing list to find more details for online events and Latrobe Asia publications. Thank you for joining us.